thank you, Lord. Giver of life, Abba Father, there is none like you. So we ask that even now you speak to our hearts. Words of life. Connect us with your truth. We love you, Lord, and we praise you, mighty King. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. What a joy, a privilege uh, to be here. Thank you for being here. We come to part five uh, of our victory in the name of Jesus series. Victory in the name of Jesus. And today we're going to be looking at this amazing, amazing, intimate name of God, Abba Father. Say that with me. Abba Father. He is your sufficiency. Amen. Uh, and the theme, the scripture that we've been looking at every week, uh, that's the key verse for our teaching in that victory that comes from the name of God. It says, Psalm 52, verse 9, God tells us, it says, about, I will hope in your name for your name is good. How many of you know that God's name is good? Your name is good. Amen. Uh, those who know my name, God says, will put their trust in me and nothing will cause them to stumble. God's name means a lot to us. Uh, it's a description of his character. God's name is a promise that he makes to you. God's name is a benefit that you can tap into. And today we continue uh, looking at a name of God that we should be very familiar with and very comfortable with. Uh, this is Abba Father. Say that one more. Abba Father. One more time. Abba Father. In the message, Abba Father is your sufficiency. Your sufficiency. And the key to really connecting with God, your Heavenly Father, is this. That this is the first and important step to transformational blessing. Right? So the first step to transformational blessing is connecting with God. You can't do anything without God. Without God, you are nothing. Without God, you wouldn't be alive. Without God, you can't accomplish anything. You're not here by yourself. Amen. God is the connecting tissue to your wellness in life. Amen. A branch will not survive if it's not connected to the tree. So without God, we are nothing. We are nothing. And so the key to your wellness in every area, emotionally, spiritually, financially, uh, 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 relationally, every area of your life from start to finish, right, from the crib to the grave and beyond the grave is a strong connection with Almighty God. And, and Jesus gave us this prayer. He said this. He says, look, I want to introduce who God is. Yes, he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Yes, he is uh, you know, Jehovah Shammah, your peace. Uh, yes, he is your protector. Uh, but he's also your heavenly father. And this is something you've got to get really, really comfortable with. He says, so when you pray, address God this way. In Matthew 6, 9, he says, this is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And when Jesus introduced the name of God as our father, he broke all the rules. It was very shocking then. It was very shocking then. Uh, amen. Because you see, until Jesus came to earth, nobody knew God as our father. And we wouldn't know God as a father without Jesus coming to earth. And here's why. You see, the Old Testament spans about 1,500 years. It's from 2000 B.C. to 400 B.C. And in the 1,500 years that cover the Old Testament, God is called father only seven times. And even in these seven times, it is in an illustration. It is in a metaphor. It says, God is like this. God is like a father. He is like a father. He will have compassion on me. Like a father, he will do it. They are said in illustrative terms. But not that he's your father. And when God comes and Jesus comes and says, our father, it was very shocking. And Jesus just didn't say it one time. He said it 150 times. So hear this. It's only seven times where father term, fatherhood of God is said in descriptive, illustrative terms. Right? Jesus comes and says, no, directly he's what? Your father. 
He doesn't say one time. He says, what, 150 times. And the key message of Jesus is to come to reveal that God is our Heavenly Father. And this is really good news. This good news, my brother, my sister, knowing that God is our Father. That this God that we serve is not, an, is not an impersonal force, but a person. I cannot relate to an impersonal force. People say, let the force be with you. He's our Father. He's not just the creator of heaven and earth. The creator of heaven and earth is my loving Heavenly Father. And by that, you can have a relationship with him. You can have a father-child relationship with Almighty God. You can relate to his personality. You can know who he is. You can connect with him. But you see, there's one problem where people really don't connect with this father. The most important name of God that we ought to connect with. God is our father. Because for some people, the word father is a negative term. For people, the word father, the word title father, brings up all kinds of bad memories. Do you know that in the whole world, in the whole world, there's about 55% of people have a relationship with their father. The whole world. When it comes to black and brown people, it's even higher. 70% of black and brown kids have no connection with their father. Now, from where I come from, it's like when you get close to your father, you put your hand behind you and you say, yes, daddy. We don't have that connection. So, so the word father really doesn't have that good a connection where people says, I like God to be my provider. I like God to be my protector. I like God to be my savior. I like God to be, you know, my, 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 my peace. But the father, like my daddy, you know, oftentimes as kids, when, when we do something bad, I mean, what do people say? Wait till your father gets home. <laughs> and so the, the, so the word father brings up all kinds of negative memories, one of hurt, difficulties, problems, experiences. I mean, this what they call dear father wounds. A lot of people say, oh, really, uh, my father? Uh, and, and some have been abused by their daddy. Some, you know, some dads are domineering, controlling, angry, demanding, selfish, self-centered, vicious, violent, careless, and many dads are absent. And so when you say God is our father, we want to compare that. But I'm here to tell you that there is no daddy like God. He's the daddy you've never had. And so, I mean, every notion, every illustration, every human, God is not like your human father. He's not like your uncle. He's not like your grandfather. He's not like your brother. He's not like your boss. Oh, glory to God. So we ought not transfer any emotions that we have about our earthly father to our heavenly father. Amen. As a matter of fact, Dr. Dr. Paul Vitz, a professor and psychologist at New York University, wrote a book called The Fate of the Fatherless. And in it, he did a study of all the famous atheists, people who say there's no God. The, the famous ones, about 60 or 70 of them, we're talking about Sigmund Freud, Karl Marx, Bertrand Russell. All these very known uh, atheists throughout history. And the only thing that he could find that they all had in common is all of them hated their dads. That they did not have a natural connection with their human fathers. And that translates to that. So if God is like my father, well, good luck. Well, goodbye. So look at look at John 14 18. John 14 8, read that with me. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and that will satisfy us. It, it, it's, it's that good. <laughs> it's like, wow, we ain't seen nothing, nothing like this. Show him to us. 
Now, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, you've seen him, you've heard from him. The words I speak is the words of the Father, and the works I do is the works of the Father. So, my brother, my sister, I'm here to tell you, oh, yes, in life there are problems. In life, uh, there are all kinds of things in our nation. We are going through economic problems. Gas prices are going up. Inflation is going up. I mean, you can't really find everything you need in this, in, in, in one of the greatest nations in the world. You know, as a people, we have... We have social problems, we have cultural problems, we have racial problems, we have spiritual problems, we have relational problems. But in good times and bad times, God, your heavenly father, is your source of hope and help. Show us the father and that will be what will satisfy us. That will be enough for us. Show us the father. Now what I'm going to do today is to help you let go of some of the misconceptions and myths <laughs> that you have about God that are inaccurate. So that you can really have a deep, strong connection with Abba Father. Because the more you get to know your Heavenly Father, the more at peace you're going to be. The more strength you're going to have, the more joy you're going to have, the more you're going to live in His purpose, and the more you're going to receive His love that He has given to you. Now, the name of God is Abba Father. Abba Father. The word Abba, Abba is Abba, is Aramaic. And I put, the, uh, I put it on the screen. Let's all say it together. Abba, which is Aramaic for father, is what? A term of tender endearment by a beloved child in an affectionate, dependent relationship with their father. It's like what? Daddy or what? Papa. That's who your God is. Tender endearment relationship where a beloved child i mean would love to jump into the arms of their beloved father a beloved child will hug the father and says daddy i love you daddy papa that is what abba is look at instances where we see abba in the new testament beginning with jesus here's jesus on the cross and and and, and I mean, we can eavesdrop and hear him refer to daddy Papa God, hear him say this on the cross. On the cross, he's all alone by himself, right? Nailed to the cross. Here's what he said, Abba, Father, Jesus cried out, Everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done. In a moment of pain and rejection, where Jesus is here, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. A crown of thorns over his head, spear on his side, nails everywhere in his body. Look at him relating to this intimate, tender relationship that he has with the father that he came to introduce him to us. Abba, Father, everything, everything is possible with you. Glory to Almighty God. Look at this, look at this next, next portion of scripture. Amen. Uh, and Romans 8.15. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he what? Adapted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. We call him Daddy. We call him Papa, glory to Almighty God, He has adopted you as His child, so you are not alone. You have a daddy, you have a papa, none like you have ever had, will ever have. He is what? Daddy, Abba, Father, glory to Almighty God. Look at Galatians, oh my Lord, Galatians 4 6. Galatians 4 6. He tells you how you should address God. 
Yes, he's the creator of heaven and earth. Yes, he's the king of kings and lord of lords. Yes, he's the judge of the living and the dead. And yet what? He's what your heavenly father. Look at this amazing portion of scripture. Galatians 4, 6. It says, because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. In good times, you ought to say, Abba, Father, in bad times, when you are sick, when you are well, when you are broke, when you are happy, when you are afraid, on your deathbed, he's what? Abba. You ought to call him Abba. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Glory to Almighty God. You are not alone. You are not an orphan. You are not a widow. You have a father. He is Abba. Glory to Almighty God. And says, your spirit prompts you. Don't shut the spirit down when he's telling you to call on your daddy. Glory to Almighty God. So what does Abba Father really mean to us? Every name of God is a blessing and shares. The name of God is his personality. is a benefit you can tap into. Says so you will know my name for my name is good. We looked at this last week. Let me let me just touch on that ever so lightly we'll, and then we'll continue. One, we can connect with God. Because what? God, Abba Father, is what? A caring father. He's caring. The daddy, Abba, is loving. He's compassionate. He loves you more than you ever know. <laughs> He loves you more than you can ever understand. Our puny little brains cannot compute it. Amen. He just loves you. He created everything in the universe for you. Glory to God. He made you to love you. And you wouldn't exist if God didn't love you. And frankly, you would not be alive today if God never loved you. And one of the outstanding qualities, one of the outstanding qualities of God, of our, our Abba Father, and he's a caring father. Look at this amazing portion of scripture in Psalm 103, verse, verse, verse 13. Oh, in those seven instances where we see God like a father, here's one of it. It says, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear But we know that he's not talking about the compassion of our earthly fathers. <laughs> This is the Old Testament before Jesus came and told us that, hey, he's really your daddy. He's not like a father. He's what? Your father. But it says, 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 as a father has compassion on his children, and we know that earthly fathers, really, we don't have that much compassion the way God does. So this is the weak way of describing the compassion of God. But the truth still be told that the Lord has compassion on you. Your father is a compassionate God. You won't understand that. Now, we also looked at it last week. He's not only caring. Is what consistent? <laughs> Say the word. I mean, consistent. Now, this is really important because guess what? We do grow up, and our earthly fathers are no longer around. And sometimes, when they are around, they can't even help us with what we're going through because they are human and they are limited. But this father is what consistent. <laughs> he is consistent. Amen. He will never let you down. He can be counted on. He is dependable. He's reliable. He's worthy of trust. Somebody say amen to that. Look at this amazing portion of scripture in James 1.17. He says, every good and perfect gift is from the Father who does not change like what? Shifting shadows. This is the unchanging God. 
If God has blessed you before, he's not stopping, oh. If he's not blessed you, he's still ble- he, will con- he will bless you and continue to bless you because he doesn't change. The thing that God is, he's never moody, he's consistent, he hasn't had a bad day, and we can count on him. Now this week, what I want to add to that is this, is this third understanding, appreciation, connection with Abba, our Heavenly Father. He's caring, he's consistent, and here this, he's what? Close. God, Abba, Abba Father is what? A close father. He's close. (laughs) In other words, he's not distant. He's as close as your next heartbeat. (laughs) He's right there with you every moment, every moment of your life. (laughs) Here's what the Bible says in Acts 17, 27. Acts 17, 27. He says what? God did this. He says all the things down through history. Everything down through history. Everything that God, God did this. He created the world. He, he moved and everything that has been done. He says God did this so that people will what? Reach out for him and find him since he's not far from each of us. He's not far. He's close to you. If you're a child of God, God is inside you by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And the indwelling person, the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit is the action by which God takes permanent residence in the body of a believer in Jesus Christ. He's in you. (laughs) As close, he's in you. You see, Jesus, who 150 times he came to reveal that God is your heavenly father, he made this introduction, this revelation about the Holy Spirit, a.k.a. the spirit of truth. How he will play in our lives. Let's let look at this. Look at John 14, 17. You already know these things. John 14, 17. That every, every area of when you're driving, God is right there by your side. When you were sleeping, what was God? Right there. He wasn't sleeping. He was what? Watching you. When you were in the shower, he was right there. Every time, every moment, every, 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 every he's right there. And he says what? He says you have him in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer, if you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, he is what? Close to you, right there in you. Closer to you than your clothes. Look at John 14, 17. Here's Jesus introducing Amen. God with us in the person of the Holy Spirit. He says, he is the spirit who reveals the truth about God. The world cannot receive him because it cannot see him or know him. But here this. He says, but you know him because he remains with you. And where is he? Where is he? He's where? In you. When the disciples were there, the Holy Spirit hasn't come. So he says, he remains, he, he remains with you. But when I leave, I'll send the Holy Spirit to come. And where's the Holy Spirit going to be? It's going to be what? In you. Amen. Abba, Father, glory to God. He's, he's close. He's close. He's close. He's close. You're not alone. You're not left alone to face your problems by yourself. You're not alone to walk down this earth, bumbling around, not knowing where you're going and what you're doing. You have your heavenly Father, Abba, Father, who is what? In you. Here's what the Apostle Paul tells us. Here's an amazing, amazing portion of Scripture. Look at this. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, he says, You surely know that your body is a temple where the Holy Spirit lives. The Spirit is in you. And it's a gift from God. You are no longer your own. He says, you should surely know this. A matter of confidence, a matter of assurance. I mean, it's like, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? His spirit is right in me. God, the Holy Spirit. God, the person of the Holy Spirit. Where where is he? Where's God? I can't find God. I can't can't feel him. Oh, you don't have to feel him. You ought to know. You ought to surely know. Surely, surely know. 
as a matter of fact, not a feeling, but what? A knowledge, an assurance. A matter of certainty, I surely know that God in the person of the Holy Spirit is in me. My body is the temple where the Holy Spirit resides. Now, the fact is this, that, that every believer, every believer is, is, you are likened to a temple where the Holy Spirit lives. And this helps us understand the word temple, that your body is the temple where the Holy Spirit indwells. It's used to describe the Holy of Holies, the inner sanctum of the Old Testament tabernacle structure. You see, in the Old Tabernacle, Holy of Holies, where God's presence will appear in a cloud and meet the high priest, it happens once a year in the Holy of Holies. But, so there is a selected high priest, and all the high priests are waiting for their moment where it's, it's only one time in your ministry. One time in your life where you are selected to go into the Holy of Holies. And it happens on the Day of Atonement. So you go in and the high priest will bring the blood of the slain animal and sprinkle it on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. And on that day, God will grant forgiveness of sins for the priest and his people. Now, today there is no Jewish temple in Jerusalem and the animal sacrifices have ceased. The believer in Christ has become the inner sanctum of God where the Holy Spirit resides in. And as the believer, we've been sanctified. We have been washed and forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 1.7 tells us. And so we have become the habitation of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit doesn't come on once a year in the Holy of Holies on the ark. Right there in the tabernacle, he now resides, resides in you. He's taking habitation. He's taking a home. He's taking an abode in your life. The believer has become the habitation of the Holy Spirit of God. In fact, scripture also says that the believer is indwelled spiritually. Not only by the Holy Spirit, but is indwelled by Jesus himself and God himself. So we have the Trinity, the Trinity all in your life. That's Abba Father. When he says I'm close to you, that's what it means. Look at Colossians 1 27. I love this portion of scripture. Look at this. So we know that what he said that, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, right? So the Holy Spirit lives in you. Now see Jesus living in you also. <laughs> Look at Colossians 1 27. He says, God wanted his people throughout the world to know the glorious riches of his mystery. This great surprise is this, which is what? Christ living in you, giving you what? The hope of glory. Where is Christ? He's living in you. He's living in you. Glory to God. This is the glorious mystery. This is the riches of God. Glory to God. That Abba Father is not, is not distant from you. He is right in your heart living in you. The Holy Spirit is living in you. Jesus Christ is living where? Glory to God. He left the tomb and he is living in the life of his children. Oh my Lord. Now, not only is, uh, I tell you, glory to God, you know, never be afraid of the devil. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit lives in you. Jesus lives in you. And the Bible says that God also lives in you. Look at this. That we are in God and God is in us. <laughs> Amazing. It's a mystery. You, 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 you can't understand because there is no human illustration. You just have to get. Look at 1 John 4.15. All 
who declare that Jesus is the Son of God, that was God's children, have what? God living. What, 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 what? Stop, stop, stop. Don't let it bypass you. Don't let this bypass. Never walk with your head bowed down. Don't feel like, look at me. I'm not, you know, look at them. They are so high. No, then every self esteem, how to walk out of the door, every insecurity, how to walk out of the door. That's what Philip said. Show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. All who declare that Jesus is Lord, all who have received Christ as their Savior, have what? God living in them, and they live in God. Glory to Almighty God. You ought to walk away from this service. Oh, grateful, thankful, fearless, fearless, fearless for the rest of your life. Say, Pastor Mike, I don't feel God. Isn't it? God is not a feeling. He's what? Because many times what we feel and the truth are opposite. <laughs> right. But you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So we have... <laughs> your body is the, te- is, the, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is living in you. God himself. <laughs> God the Father is in you. <laughs> And this is an amazing portion of scripture. It says, it says they've come and encamped in, 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 your, in your heart, in your life. <laughs> Jesus speaking in John 14, 23. Uh, Philip had enough of this father business. He says, please, please, please. <laughs> Show him to us and that would be enough. He says, you know him, you have him. Look at John 14, 23. So Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My father will love them. Hear this. And what? We will come to them and make our home with them. This is the transcendent God. The God who is everywhere. He's in heaven and he's in the life of every believer. And Jesus uses the word we. We. Trinity. God is with you right now. He's not a million miles away. It might feel like he's a million, million miles away. He's right there. He's right there. He's right there with you. And if you want to feel the presence of God, you feel the presence of God in prayer and in worship. When we're worshiping God today, didn't you feel the presence of God? So worship, he said, I don't feel the presence of God. Well, worship God, you will feel that he's right there. Since he dwells in the presence of his people. He said, I don't feel the presence of God. Even though he's right there, he never leaves. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he's a caring, he's a consistent, he's a close father. He's never left you. He's right there. You also feel his presence in prayer. But he's there. Whether you're praying to him or you watch, he's there. But if you want to feel his presence, pray to him and worship him. Oh, look at what the Bible tells us about this in Deuteronomy 4-7. Deuteronomy 4-7. Amen. Now, and it's saying that we, we are part of the nation of Israel. We are God's people because of the faith of Abraham. I'll make your descendants as numerous as the stars of the earth and the sun of the earth. And so all we have to have the faith of Abraham also are what are descendants of Abraham. And so here's, uh, here's Moses speaking in, 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 the, in the Deuteronomy 4, 7. He says, no other nation, no other nation, no matter how great has a God who is so near when they need him as the Lord our God is to us. Where is God? He is near to us and no other people, no other religion has their God who is near to them like we. And how do we feel his, he's near to you, but how do you feel his presence? He answers us whenever we call for help. 
When you pray, you feel the presence of God. You're not just talking and mouthing words into empty space. <laughs> You're talking to Almighty God. And prayer, amen. Say, I don't feel the presence of God. Just call him, call him, call him, and you feel his presence. Worship him like we were worshiping today, boy. Wasn't that amazing? Amen. I mean, when Brother Emmanuel was really leading us in the presence of God, playing those keyboard keys and tones like never before, when did you feel in your heart that the spirit in you, God, the Holy Spirit, was moving today? Now, here's what it means to you. Here's what it means to you. God is close to you. So what does it mean to you? Since it's great that he's close to you, the first is this. He's close to you. He's a close Abba. Father is close to me. And here's what, what my takeaway of it, that he's never too busy for me. See, God is busy. He's solving the whole problem. So he's, he's, you know, there are so many problems right there. So he's, he's a, a little bit distracted. <laughs> my problems are too little. My concerns really, you know, on the private scale, they may not matter. He's helping the rich and famous, the, the who is who's. He's in the White House trying to help Biden and all the governments of the world to solve this Ukraine problem. So, uh, no, 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 he's never too busy for you. One more time. He's never what? Too busy for you. Look, look, look at this amazing portion in Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is near to who? All. To who? To who? To who? To all who call on him. To all who call on him. He says that twice. To all who call on him in truth. See, when the Bible says things twice, that's the emphasis. I mean, when the when Bible translators translated the original, this is the original Hebrew from the Hebrew, this was a matter of emphasis, so they had to repeat it twice, so you know that it's an emphasis. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. When you are calling him sincerely, when you are calling him with your heart, when you call him because you need God, God is where? Right there, right there, right there, right there. Right there. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to get your words right. You say, I don't know how to pray, but can you open your mouth? Can you say something? Say something, God is right there. Like a father, my, my kid Abigail doesn't have to have the right words. She doesn't have to send me an email with all the I's and T's that I can cross and all the grammar in place before I can say, oh, because you said it all right, therefore I'm going to answer you. He says, he's right there. And so a close God, Abba Father, is never busy. Amen. For his children. Amen, amen, amen. Every time you call, he's right there, right there, right there, 24-7. He says, he, hear, he hears our cry. He hears our sighs, our moans, our groans. Even the silent, the silent moans and groans that no one understands. You may not even understand why you are moaning and groaning, but God hears it and he knows it and he's right there 24-7. Oh, not only is he, he, is he never too busy for you, he is what? He loves to meet your needs. Yes, 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 yes. He, uh, God is desirous to meet your needs. He wants you to come and ask him so he'll, he'll partner with you to bring about the great things that he has in store for you. Look at, look at, look, look at Matthew 7, 11. Here's Jesus again, right, telling us who God, our Father is. Abba, Father. This, this is one more of the 150 times in the New Testament that Jesus made reference to Father. Read that with me. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, hear this, how much more with what? Your Father in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him. Your father. Jesus, look, let me, let, me, let, me, let me beat this drum. Beat this drum in your head and your mind. God is what? Your father. What? Your father. He's not like a father. He's what? Your, oh my Lord, my father. He says that human parents... We, we do good things to our If your children are hungry, you try to feed them. If they're naked, you clothe them. If they're crying, you try to console them. If they're in danger, you, you take time off from work and you'll be there with them. 
It says, if we even know how to do good gifts, where do we get that from? Where do we get that empathy, that sympathy, that compassion from? We got it from God. We're creating an image of God. He says, but God can do much more. <laughs> how much more? <laughs> Amp it. Jack up the volume. Blow it up. He said, you know what? If my child is hurting, I'll help them all. If you're hungry, I'll feed them all. He says, God will just do it a million times. He'll do it a trillion times. He'll do it to infinitum. Much more. Not just much, but much more. Amen. <laughs> this close God, he's never too busy for you. He loves to meet your needs. There's something else about God's closeness to you. And here's this, here's this. He's what? Sympathetic to your needs. He's sympathetic to your hurts. You know, God will never say, oh, you know what? I helped you yesterday, so I can help you again. He'll never blame you for the troubles you're going through. He never says, oh, you again. You, you, you again. You're falling again. You're sick again. You got problems again. You're crying again. You can't pay your bills again. You know, right? And sometimes, as, I mean, as human beings, when people are coming to us help for help all the time, after a while, it's like, look, I helped you. I keep helping you. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no more. <laughs> Right? Learn to live with problems. <laughs> right? Learn to what life must be lived imperfectly. Right? I got problems. I'm living. You also learn right to live with problems. But God will never blame you for going through problems. He is sympathetic. He's sympathetic to our hearts. Oh, Psalm 34, verse 18. I love this portion of scripture. It says, The Lord is what? Close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Brokenhearted, crushed. These are very carefully chosen words that God speaks. You are broken hearted. It's like you are, you are torn into pieces. And as human beings, we're broken, right? And many times when, we, when, we, when things break in our life, we can't put the pieces back together. And it says, God, it says when you're broken, when you are crushed. How many of you sometimes feel like you're crushed, right? Crushed emotionally, physically, financially, relationally, spiritually. It seems like sometimes there's no one that can put me back together. But creator God is also what? Your father. And it says he loves He's close to you, and he's not there close to you as a silent spectator. See, there are some people who are close to you, right, who are just watching you to tell others, put you on blast, put you on social. <laughs> but he's not there just as a silent watcher, a silent listener. He's there close to you to what? Save you. The word save means rescue. It means redeem, pull you out of it. Father, that tender, te oh my Lord, tender endearment by a beloved child to an affectionate, dependent father. Daddy, 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 daddy. Oh, oh, our connection with him gives us the benefit of his caring nature, his consistency, and the closeness, the intimacy that we have with him. Let me give you another one. You ought to know, know about the fatherhood of God. Fourth is this. Abba Father is what? A competent father. <laughs> oh, you heard what Jesus said on the cross? I know that nothing is impossible with you. <laughs> Abba Father, everything is possible with you. Please take this cup away from me, but not my will, but your will. Now you ought to know that your father, Abba Father, is what? Competent. And that is important because in life you're going to have problems. You've lived long enough to know that life is filled with problems. In this life you'll have trouble. But you want to wake up every day. Whether you just came out of trouble or are in trouble 
or know that someday you have in trouble that what your daddy is competent is able to be able to handle every situation that comes your way so you ought to sleep well at night this is what the bible tells us look at this amazing portion of scripture the angel the angel came to mary and he told mary this was this miracle is going to happen i mean you're going to have a child the child is going to be he will be a savior of the world his name will be called emmanuel god was asked mary looked at how is this going to happen how is this going to happen i'm just a teenager the angel said for nothing is impossible with God. Jesus echoed this same truth by saying, nothing is impossible with God. For nothing is what? Impossible with God. Your God, Abba, Father, he is a competent Father. You ought to know that in your sleep. You ought to know that whether you have a need today or don't have a need today because someday you're going to have a need and who do you go to? You go to your Father who is what? competent he can solve every problem he can meet every need he can handle every situation nothing is impossible with god nothing is impossible here's how the bible describes it you ought to know this portion of scripture memorize so look at ephesians 3 20. look at how descriptive how detailed how oh how much emphasis there is it says god is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Ah, hey, 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 hey. They could have just stopped that God is able to do far more. But God said, let me beat that drum in you. Let me beat it in your mind. Let me instill that in you that you are dealing with a competent, a competent father. He can do far more than you will ever dare to ask of. Whatever you are praying, God will do more than your prayers. Whatever you are dreaming of, God will take it beyond your imagination. Infinitely, infinitely. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come in your life because God can do infinitely be Beyond. Glory to God. Glory to God. He can do infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, or thoughts, or hope. Can somebody receive this? Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy. You ought to be crying out to Daddy, not your earthly Father. Glory to God, but Abba, Father. He can do it infinitely beyond our highest prayers your desires your thoughts your hopes you say pastor mike it hasn't happened to anybody i know it hasn't happened to my mom my dad my uncle my aunt my granddaddy no one my friends i don't know anybody who has experienced this but god have a father he can do far more somebody somebody oh glory to god cling to this god Transformational blessing comes when you are connected to Abba Father. He's competent. He's competent. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh man. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Let us drop right in. If you get nothing today, say this is my daddy. He's caring. He's consistent. He's close. He's competent. Whatever I'm going through right now, God's going. There, oh my Lord. Amen. The problems I see today, tomorrow, they're not going to be there. Challenges I'm going through right now, God, my Lord, are not here to last. What I cannot do, God can do. Where I cannot go, God can take me. Because He's able to do far more.
far more. King James Version says he can do exceedingly abundantly above. More than we can ask, more than we can think, more than we can imagine. According to his great power that's at work in us. He will do far more than we ever dare. Somebody, so, so you ought to dare to believe. You ought to dare to trust God. You ought to dare to dream big. Dream big. You ought to dare. God says, dare me. Dare to believe in me. Have big dreams in your life. This is not the end of your life. Your best days are not behind you. No matter how old you are, there are still victories to be won. Still miracles to come your way. Still breakthroughs that haven't happened. Still opportunities. Glory to God. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Something good will happen to you because God can do far more than you would dare. Oh, glory to Almighty God. Dare to ask. You dare to ask God of something you can never do. And watch what God is going to do. Your father is competent. Yesterday's impossibilities are today's miracles. You say, Pastor Mike, you don't understand. I tried to do it all by myself. It didn't work out. <laughs> what did Peter say? We've worked hard all night and caught nothing. But because you say so, we'll let down. And that's for a catch. And how big was that catch? So big that your boats and the net was beginning to break. You had to call other people. That's who God is. Amen. Is competent because your father specializes in the impossible. From here on, take the word impossible from your vocabulary. Take the word impossible from your vocabulary. Never say this is impossible. Never say this is impossible because nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is too hard for your God. Glory. Take it. Don't let it. Don't. Glory. Do, do not prophesy defeat over your life. Don't give the devil ammunition. Oh God, it says life and death and the power of the tongue. Lord, what you can do says I can't do it, but God can do it. Because nothing is impossible for my God. Nothing is impossible for my God. What hasn't happened will happen in my life. He's a carpenter. Abba, Father! Now, as I close, is, 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 God, is, is God everybody's father? No, he's not. He's the creator of everybody and he loves everybody. And God wants everybody to be in his family, but not everybody is God's father. You see, you have to choose to make God your father. You are not in the family of God until you choose to be. And this is why God sent Jesus Christ on earth to make the connection. You see, God is perfect and we are not perfect. God is holy and we are sinful. So we need a bridge. We need a bridge to go between us. We need a priest. We need a mediator. We need somebody to connect God and humans. So God says, I'll do it myself. And so he sent Jesus. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 2, 5-6. Don't leave this service without making sure that God is your father. Don't leave... Don't leave the service without connecting with God. Receiving Christ as the mediator, the one who brings us into a family relationship with God. God is everyone's creator, but you have to choose to be a child of God. Look at 1 Timothy 2, 5-6. to It says, God is on one side, and all the people are on the what? other side and what? Jesus Christ is between them to bring them together 
by giving his life for all mankind. So you can't, you can't just say, well, I'd like God to be my father. You got to go through who? Jesus. He's the, the go-between, the bridge, the mediator, the connector, the connector. Glory to God. He's the one to bring us together. He gave his life up. Why did he give his life up? Because of sin. Oh yes, your, your, your. he died and his blood has forgiven you and, and made you acceptable to God. On the cross between God and man, Jesus said, because of the cross, I can bring you a cross. The cross brings you a cross. The cross brings you a cross to God. If you're looking for a metaphor, the cross of Jesus, you are on one side, God is on the other side. You can't come over because of your sin, because God is holy. But the cross, the cross, glory to Almighty God, brings you across and makes that connection between you and God. How do you get into a family of God? It could, it could not be clearer. It could not be any clearer. Look at this statement. This passage of scripture in Galatians 3.26. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. How do you become a child of God? Through faith in Christ Jesus. See, I love Abba Father. I want him to care for me. I love that he's consistent and can, he can be dependent on and trustworthy. I love the fact that he can be close to his children. Oh, I, I, need, I need a daddy like God. I love the fact that he's what competent and nothing is impossible without God. Well then, through Christ Jesus, come and receive his free gift, his free invitation, so that you are transferred into the family of God. Let today be the day that you made it sure that me too, I'm a child of Almighty God. And therefore, I can claim that right, that right to call God, Creator God, Abba, Daddy, Papa, glory to Almighty God. You have to be born again by His blood. It's through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. Oh God. That's how you and I get into the family of God. Oh, we love you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Father, today, God, my Lord, you've revealed yourself in ways that are so strong, so pure, so real. And so, Father, God, my Lord, while your people are standing before you, I ask for a move, a touch. Be revived in them, Lord God Almighty. Oh, set them free, Jesus, today from every harm, every danger. Clutch them, Lord God Almighty. Activate, activate your presence in every life, Lord God. Stand tall and stand firm in the heart of your people. Send a revival in the heart of your people, Lord God, that they will know and feel your presence 24-7, oh God, my Lord. Every barrier that is standing in their way of closeness with you today, oh, remove that, Lord God Almighty. Oh, Jesus. And embrace your people, Lord God Almighty. Take them from where they are, like the prodigal Jesus. And Oh God, my Lord, and reinstate them, reinstate them into their rightful position nearer to you, Lord God. Bless your people today. Bless your people today, Lord God Almighty. Oh God, my Lord, and you set them free. We love you and we praise you, mighty King. In Jesus' name. My brother, my sister, wherever you are, if you've not received Christ as your Savior, why wait? Why wait after hearing this message? God wants to be a father to you. 
and the connector, the bridge, is Jesus. Why don't you come and receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? He came to die to save you of your sins so that you can have a relationship with God. So as many as believed in him and received him, the Bible says he gave them the power to become children of God. Pray this prayer with me wherever you are. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Right now, please, Lord, come in my life and save me. Because I want Abba Father to be my father. And I want to belong to the family of God. So bring me into the family today. I believe that you died for my sins. That I, trusting in you, will be made whole. And so save me, Lord Jesus. And from here on, help me to love you, trust you, and obey you. That you will do an amazing work in me for your glory. And for my good. Jesus, on the day when my life here is over, in heaven where you are, is where I want to be. So come and take me to be in paradise with you forever. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen.